Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here with Catherine Ransom, the author of Ransom Notes and also the host of our radio podcast, Ransom Notes. And we have a video version of this. And she's also the subject of a documentary. Uh, Wow, Uh, quite a bit that she has going on. And by the way, a lot of this went on and started in uh, in the middle of a pandemic. How about that? And I don't know how many people can say that. And especially once you get past, once you're an octogenarian, uh, people expect you to slow down. Somehow it doesn't sound like she slowed down. Uh, Catherine Ransom, how are you? Well, I'm just pedaling as fast as my little bicycle will go. <laughs> do you, when, do you actually, they, wait, wait, before you start, do you actually ride at all? Do you ride a bicycle? Oh, yeah. Oh, no yeah. kidding. Good for you. Oh. Yeah, you know. Uh, old people can do good things. Yeah, well, I'm 54. I haven't ridden a bike in a while. A stationary bike, yes, but not a regular. When was the last well, time you rode a bike? Uh, oh, about a week and a half ago. No kidding. Good for you. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, you know, we you, if you don't do it, you lose it. Yeah, very good. It, 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 and, 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 and you know that one of my themes as we go along through all of these wonderful times of chatting with friends on the air is that I, my, one of my bottom lines is I really, truly want to encourage seniors as well as other people to to keep moving just as far and as fast and as tough as physically sensible i don't want them to do anything that will be stupid that's not my goal but if you keep doing you can keep doing and when we sit down on our behind then we start losing some of the skills and talents and muscles that we had and even when your muscles give up your brain still doesn't necessarily have to have quit. So then you have to get, figure out ways to use the brain without having to move the body. So you get to be creative. And the Lord made us creative. Don't you think that's a good idea? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, certainly the Lord has made us creative when we choose to use it. And, uh, and, and, uh, I, and sometimes I don't think we take advantage of everything the Lord gave us to, to utilize in this life. And I think that's true. So I've got a question for you this morning. Yes. Have you ever done anything stupid in your life? Oh, how much time do you have? Uh, we'd fill up this. <laughs> we'd fill up this. Oh, you mean you're going to join the rest of them? <laughs> yeah, I think we all have, right? Everybody that's listening and and who's not listening, uh, we've all done stupid things. Let's face it. We all make make silly mistakes. And, you know, and hopefully uh, we forgive ourselves. Hopefully we admit that we did something silly or stupid, and then we forgive ourselves and we move on. But go ahead. What do you have in mind? Well, it was a silly thing that happened. We were to have breakfast with a, with a friend uh, the other morning, and uh, so we arrived at the restaurant where we planned to meet her. And we, we got there a few minutes early and sat down, and uh, our friend didn't arrive and didn't arrive, and she was always on time. And I'm just about ready to send her an email or call her and say, you know, where are you when my phone rang? So I answered my phone, and this voice, our friend, said, where are you? And I said, well, we're at Charlie Parker's. That's the name of the restaurant. Mm. We're at Charlie Parker's. Where are you? We're, well, you know, we're right where we said, I'm there also. In this restaurant, to help 
be able to serve food during the pandemic shutdown, they had put up clear shower curtain-like things between the tables. They were a little bit wrinkled, and although you could see through them, you didn't see real clearly. There she was on the other side of one of those curtains at one table, and we were on the other side of the restaurant, not a big one, waiting for her, and she was waiting for us. If you ever feel like a fool, that was one of those times. Well, how long but, was it? How, how long was the, oh, the wait time? Uh, probably, probably five to seven minutes. It wasn't right, a that's... huge amount of time. <laughs> but you would have thought we would have, you know, we were each looking for it. So when I tell her that I'm at Charlie Parker's and she says I am too, and then I glance around and there is her hand waving and I'm waving at her. So she moves to our table and, and we had a wonderful time. But I just thought, you know, sometimes we see through a glass darkly. We don't see as well as we should. We miss important things. And then I got to thinking, one of these days, the Lord is coming back. I hope that there's not a shower curtain between me and the Lord mm. and that I miss him. Wow. Isn't, you know, it's sort of, we just have to keep our eyeballs open, Frank. Or we're going to miss good things. Or you're going to do stupid things like we sat on the wrong side of the curtain and didn't see Roberta. I had no idea. I had no idea where you were going with that. But let me tell you, don't be too hard on yourself. That's uh, that's a pretty harmless one. But the point you're making is absolutely great. That, uh, you know, sometimes the Lord gives us things. I mean, I, I started talking about that a little bit, you know, where the, the Lord gives us a chance to be creative, like you're creative about letting people know you're taking this one little thing and you, here you are, you made a silly mistake or you you said stupid i think stupid's a little harsh for that that's not that's not stupid that's that's uh that's uh goofy i don't even know if it's goofy uh, but it's a it's it's a it's a faux pas it's, a, it's i don't even i don't know what it is but it's a it's a mistake but it, you know it's it's a fun mistake but guess what you got out of it you got another lesson and you got another uh, uh parable or another um little anecdote out of it that you can teach people and and you're right hopefully we don't miss hopefully there's not a shower curtain between us and the lord and we just yeah. can't see him great and, wonderful and that and that's the real serious part of my silly story and you know i like to share a sort of silly things that happen to me because i think i think we learn lots of things as we laugh together and especially as we sometimes can laugh at our own faux pas or our silly things, or our stupid things, depending on the degree of um, of stupidity in them. But we need to be able to laugh and to laugh together. It sort of keeps us from worrying about, oh my gracious, I did goof again. Uh, you share it with somebody. We need to we need to have friends that we feel comfortable enough with to share some things that were either silly or stupid, whatever whatever degree of of, of uh, less appropriateness might be there. And I think I think you and I are beginning to have a, a relationship over the air with our audience that uh, I feel comfortable sharing crazy things that I've done or whatever it might be and sort of chuckle at myself. But did you realize that in this world there are all kinds of strange laws 
I am sure that New York, where you live, has some strange ones. But did you know that in Connecticut, and that's out in your part of the world, that pickles that are sold in Connecticut, according to the law, must be able to bounce? <laughs> now, my question is, why in the, how in the world do you know if a pickle bounces, and who cares? Well, also, Have you ever you heard? Once you pounce the pickle, uh, must you buy that pickle? Or do you trust that the one next to it would bounce as well? Because once you bounce oh. the pickle, I mean, do you do you want to eat that same pickle? I mean, what are you bouncing it on? The ground? The table? I have you... no idea. Yeah. All I know is I read the law, and I thought, oh, that's a funny one. I'm going to share it because <laughs> I think we forget how many funny laws are on our – or, for example, in Georgia – you must eat fried chicken with your fingers. It's out. It's against the law to eat it with a utensil. Wow. Wow. And I'm not really great at eating lots of food with my fingers. I always eat chicken with a fork. So I better not go to Georgia and have chicken. <laughs> well, fried chicken. Yeah. Then I want to pick on my own state. Yeah. And this one is really, have you ever had rats or in your house ever seen a rat up close i have okay so then you can relate to this it's a thousand dollar fine if you hit that rat with a baseball bat wow so put the baseball bat away the next time you see a rat <laughs> in the yard or wherever you're seeing it wow why would a baseball bat be you try to think of okay. why yeah, I know. Who cares? It, 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 if you want to kill that thing, which most of us don't really want rats around, you no. know, they're sort of they're sort of messy kind of things. So then I got to thinking, you know, the Lord has a whole bunch of laws, and sometimes we think they're tough, and sometimes we think that maybe they're overkill because we don't fully understand them. But basically, His laws have a real reason. And I'm suspecting that probably the uh, the baseball bat company didn't want their baseball bats smudged with blood. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. but you know some of his some of his laws are pretty tough. And I think about this one, and then you think about how you feel about it. He says that we're supposed to love our enemy. Yeah. yeah. I occasionally I don't have real enemies but i have some people that's difficult to be with and as that difficulty and that barrier builds it's tough to really quote love them i can maybe put up with them yeah tolerate. he doesn't he doesn't say put up and shut up yeah. he says love wow and or he said to the children of Israel, now think of this one, and this one is sort of tricky. He said to the children of Israel that you shall have no other gods before me, meaning before God. So that sounds sort of simple on the surface. Yep. And I, get, I was thinking the other day when I was reading that and thinking about these strange laws, I'm thinking, oh, I don't have any little idol in my house that's on a shelf that I put out food for or that I bow down to. So I don't know. I'm probably okay. And then I think, but what is the real definition 
of no God before me. That means I'm putting something that I love to do in place of loving God. Right. And, and then I thought about, have I ever thought, mm, I think I'll drive to St. Louis since I live in Illinois and the Cardinals play down in St. Louis. I think I'll drive down there on Sunday morning and skip worshiping. What did I do? Yeah. I really sort of put the Cardinals in front of God. Interesting. Or maybe I think, hmm, I think I really haven't given as much money to the Lord as perhaps I should, but I believe I'm going to go buy a new spring outfit, or I'm going to go to a, 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 an expensive uh, program, musical program or, or something. I think rather than sending a $25 to a missionary to help spread the word, I think I'll go down and see a play in St. Louis or in town here and spend my money there. Mm. I somehow, that doesn't mean I shouldn't go to a play, but if I haven't also balanced that out with giving to the Lord, have I let something come between me and God? So, you know, sometimes yeah. we take these little these little things and forget that there's something serious in it. And But to close off this little conversation, yeah. I have to share one more law. In Florida, it is against the law for you to, hang on here, sell your children. Oh, my it's gosh. Oh, my it's gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that one I could uh, yeah, I could believe that one. <laughs> Have you did you ever as your kids were growing up did you ever sort of let it flit through your mind? That, hmm, <laughs> I think I'll sell them to the highest bidder. <laughs> At least for an hour for an hour or so. <laughs> See, that's one of those laws that laws that I would I would think that, that that you didn't have to write down that we'd all just understand that that was that was uh, inappropriate. Yeah, yes, I, <laughs> I want to sell my children. But uh, I, I, I'm confident, never having had children, so you know, I except as I taught in school. But I think that we do indeed. I, I'm confident parents get frustrated at times, but we need certainly to balance that off with hugs and love and learn how to tolerate. <laughs> you know stress and yeah. figure out ways to balance stress so that you don't feel like selling them off to the local the yeah. local bidder i i don't know it's sort of <laughs> sort of interesting when we talk about laws that's great that's uh, my mother used to ha have an expression and i'm sure that it's politically incorrect today but she uh, she grew up from uh, slovakia you know well she she grew up here but her parents were first generation uh, slovak uh, from Czechoslovakia, and uh, and she used to have an expression. She'd say, "If you don't behave, I'm going to sell you to the gypsies." And uh, yeah, I don't know that. First of all, today it would be funny the the fact that you're selling, and also the gypsies. That almost sounds like you know, like a, a racial insensitivity. You know, like, yes, yeah. So, but that, my mother, but, but but that was a phrase that was around when when uh, I was growing up. That, that that must that wasn't limited just to your area of the country. Ah, that's uh, the gypsies. It, she'd say gypsies. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> and, and and I don't think we would dare say uh, it. It was inappropriate then, but I don't think I, I think we would really be 
it would be people are much more sensitive to those kinds of uh, uh, in a sense racial kinds of comments and uh, uh, we need to be even more careful it was never right I'm not condoning it at all but it was common right okay. and and I don't think at that time I even knew what a gypsy was so <laughs> but then we were often I hadn't even thought about this we were often called gypsies my family uh, and or thought but of you moved around you moved around because so we that's right we moved all the time when I was really young every four to six weeks and because my dad's work uh, and he worked for the federal government he had a great job it was had nothing to do with that it's just that he was required to move a lot and uh, so that that was it well you know the world has some other things that we need to talk about so yeah. let's move on Please. and um, I think you know that I really like to travel and I've done a lot of traveling in my life yes you have. and I've been so fortunate I you know I've traveled to almost ever major country in the world as well as many minor ones and certainly all the states in the US and I've done it in with groups and I've done it with a, a friend and done it in fancy ways and inexpensive ways because when we were first out of college you traveled pretty we tr used the book uh, travel in Europe on five dollars a day and there were we doubled it and said travel in Europe on ten dollars a day and <laughs> managed to, to do really well and, and so I also traveled um, it, 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 to, to meet friends and one time I was meeting a missionary friend in southern Italy and you run into strange things when you go and do things in other countries and she invited her, some of her Italian friends that were there in the church she was working with with the Christians and she invited the, some really good friends of hers to meet me and they decided to take me to dinner down on the, the water side uh, an outdoor meal which was great and I was delighted to do it most people start with an appetizer no different in Italy they ordered an appetizer and it came and I about died staring at me was a plate full of small baby raw octopus wow about the size <laughs> about the diameter of a silver dollar wow and on that top of that little baby raw octopus were eight little curled legs that were the size of baby hair <laughs> now the, oh. the, they were doing this because they thought it was the greatest treat for me. I mean, it was, it was something they loved. What they didn't know about me is that I really do not eat slimy food. I don't like oatmeal. I don't like egg whites. Yeah. I, anything that's so slimy. Now, I'm the guest of honor. This plate of appetizers of little round <laughs> octopus, raw, yeah. is staring at me. They start eating them, and my mind starts working. They didn't force them on me, but I'm trying to be a polite guest. And I keep thinking as the conversation goes on, Catherine, you've got to do something. You've got to have courage. You must 
eat one of those. And they were down to the last octopus. And so with great fear and trembling, yes, I did. I reached out, picked that baby up, and swallowed it. Well, of course, they were thrilled. I don't really want to do it again. But... It was it was a nice challenge. <laughs> so then I was thinking about some other parts of travel that, you know, you really run into strange things. And I read a Navajo, an old Navajo saying that I'm going to share here in just a minute. Yes. It reminded me perhaps both of my octopus story and then of some other parts of my travel. And the old the old saying goes and you're going uh, um this takes me a second to find it Take your time. when you're tired of walking up a long hill you think about how easy it is to walk down hmm. now they weren't just referring those navajo native americans were not just referring to a long hill that was dirt and rock and mountains but as I put it in a ransom note, my weekly paper, I show a picture of me overlooking huge mountains, and I'm up on the top of it, and I'm sitting on a rock with my little hat on my head, my walking stick in my hand, and my other hand holding up my head because I have just climbed that long hill. And the only thing that keeps you going is the fact that you're going to go down. The up makes it easy to do the down. Was that that price of climbing up worth it? Of course, because when you look out over all of God's beauty from the top of the hill, it is very different than from the bottom. Now, I translate that. When I had the heart surgery, and we've talked about that, the decision of whether to have it or not, of whether to climb the hill of pain and fear and worry, is it worth it? And as I laid in bed waiting to recover, I kept thinking of, I'm still afraid, even though I trusted the Lord. But I thought of the alternative as the doctor and I talked about, shall we have it or not at 85? Should we have the surgery? If I don't, the long hill is just going to get longer and longer. And my heart is not going to say clearly told me would not get better. I had to climb the hill of worry and fear and the pain of being sliced open like a banana yeah. and something pulled out or opened up so that I could go down the other side of the hill. And I've already had a year of joy and chance to worship and chance to chat and to talk and to share God's word with other folk. It was worth, it was worth climbing the hill of surgery to have the joy, even if I die right after we finish talking here. I've had a whole year almost of being able, I haven't been able to travel a lot, but that wasn't because of my heart. That was because of the virus. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
But I've had great things happen. So sometimes we have to go through pain. We have to have fear in our life. Family things happen. Discussions, divorce, sickness, obstreperous kids, who knows what. Financial needs. Right now I know there's a lot of people who own businesses that are really, really suffering. Sometimes we have to climb that hard road, that tall hill, that big bump. And then we know that the downside will be better. And if it's health, and even if I die, I know that the downside is I go into heaven. It's going to be far better than climbing up the top hill. But I had to get up to the top of the hill of living until God called me home. So my Navajo statement, which I love, when you're tired of walking up a long hill, you think about how easy it's going to be going downhill. Do you ever climb mountains? I, I, I don't. I you know, I, I do some hills, you know, like I don't know if that's the same thing, but uh, I don't I don't get heavy into the mountain climbing. But I'll tell you what, you just got me choked up there for a second. I just had to kind of compose. You had me laughing a little while ago and but it, you got me choked up there. But it was really uh, that that's beautiful. Uh, do you do a lot of mountain climbing? Well, we never uh, no uh, yes and no. Uh, we never climb the high dangerous ones, but we have climbed significantly when the path was a safe one. Uh, we, we were never um, in the condition enough. Uh, we've got uh, friends and relatives who really do like to climb and are well-trained and strong and able and not afraid of narrow trails and slippery rocks. But we have caught, we have climbed uh, some, some very significant uh, small mountains and some long trails. And so I certainly know the feeling of climbing a long way up when you sort of have to stop and catch your breath. And, and the picture I used, I'm it, that when I wrote this for this past week, <clears throat> the long hill up is what I called my ransom note article for this week. The picture I use is I'm sitting on the top of a mountain uh, overlooking the mountains somewhere in the West, and my shot doesn't really tell me. I'm sitting there on a rock wearing my little climbing hat and climbing shoes with a walking cane in my right hand and my chin held up with my left hand because we have just arrived at the top and I'm exhausted. But I'm looking out over God's beauty. That's incredible. And you really do not appreciate that to the same degree when you're down at the bottom of the hill. That's not to say that God's beauty is ugly down below. Don't mean that. But it, you do see it from a different perspective on the top of the hill. So, yes, we have, we have climbed. Now, if you said recently, no. Will I ever probably really climb that tall mountain? Probably not. I'm, I am older, and I don't want to really activate my heart to do something it shouldn't. Will we do some significant walking? We're, we're going to be doing the, as many of the western national parks in September. I hope that I'll be able to walk some of those trails as we have a chance because there's some of uh, some of our most beautiful parks in 
in the world, in the, in the United States. So I guess mine is a mixed answer to your great question, Frank. Yeah. Well, what's to say? Uh, that, that all, it, it's, uh, it, it's exciting what you have to look forward to. Also, what you've gotten done in a year since the surgery, you've gotten a lot done. You've shot a documentary. You've uh, uh, it, you've started uh, video ransom notes. You started, uh, you know, regular the radio ransom notes. You've done a lot in a uh, in a year since that surgery. And sometimes I think, and and I don't know. I know you design it to get people thinking. You always get me thinking. But when we're talking about climbing a mountain, we're not only talking about climbing a quote unquote mountain. Sometimes we're talking about uh, just taking on obstacles or, uh, or or taking on challenges, and you know you can interpret that a, a couple different ways. So, um, you know, l- listen, your mountain, like you said, was uh, was do I do the surgery or don't I do the surgery? I can't imagine you deciding anything other than do the surgery uh you it, it, it took me about 10 seconds to yeah. say absolutely we're going to go ahead uh do i want it no do i want it yes uh it, it there there was it did not take me any time i didn't need, need to ask anybody i absolutely wanted it as soon as they said when the doctor says you you will never get better if you don't that's pretty straightforward yeah and uh, I was willing to gamble and trust a combination of uh, surgery to, to that. A- and I, I really did trust and I really did know, but I knew even if I prayed and trusted, a surgeon's hand can slip, uh, you can just, they, they may have found something that they hadn't anticipated, uh, all kinds of things. But I know that to do both the surgery one reason they were willing was that I had been pretty active up to that time, and that helped. If I want to climb the mountain, I need to train ahead of time. If we really want to fight the war as a Christian with against Satan and against sin and so forth, we need to prepare. And part of that preparation is studying the Word so that you really know that God promises that he'll love us, that he hasn't promised, as the old song goes, I promise you a rose garden, but he has promised, I'll, I'll, I'll provide a wonderful place for you at the end of your life when I call you. But in between, you may have some tough bumps, and um, but you got to be tough. You've got to have the armor of faith and love and, and all of those kind of things in your life, which sort of help protect you like when i was climbing the hill i had walking shoes on if i had tried to climb that rocky thing in my bare feet i wouldn't have made it two feet yeah before uh if without the walking stick there would have been a couple places where i might have slid but having someone in my hand stick or the lord it sort of gave me some stability i was semi-prepared so all of that is is necessary. We have to be prepared. So life is a joy. It's a joy to talk to you. And uh, if if our listening audience wants to get my weekly issue of ransom notes, um, they can email me at k a ransom r a n s o m at aol dot com, and I'll add them to my mailing list because I write a new one every week. 
and uh, I'm happy to, uh, and I send it out to about 400 people, so I might as well make it 402. <laughs> wonderful. Just wonderful. Catherine, uh, every time I speak to you, I, I get caught up in, uh, in thought, and, and you make me think. You provoke thought and and emotions and like i said I, when you when you started talking before i got a little choked up and uh you know it's just it's just wonderful um and uh, before that i was just laughing and you just you evoke different uh, emotions and i'm sure the listeners would uh, would agree Catherine, uh, just wonderful uh any last thoughts to everyone? We just had Father's Day. We should wish everybody uh, and hope they had a very nice Father's Day, right? And uh, oh, first, absolutely. First but day I of got, summer. Yeah, I got one last. I got Please. one last statement. Go go. Okay, this is somebody's imitation of Ten Commandments. Only they call it the Twelve Commandments. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm one. sorry. Go. It would be wonderful if we could put ourselves in the dryer for ten minutes, then come out wrinkle-free, and three sizes smaller. <laughs> so hop in that dryer if you want to get wrinkle-free <laughs> and you want to be smaller. The problem is my dryer is too small for me to climb into, but it is a fun thought. Yes. Oh, I wish. Oh, boy, I, could, I wish I could do that. Uh, go in and <laughs> lose some weight right away. I, l listen, just wonderful as always. As always, and to everyone out there, uh, you have a lot of choices to hear us on uh, on all types of outlets. But whatever one you happen to be listening to us on now, uh, any one of the 124, uh, please uh, continue to do so. Uh, if uh, you choose not to uh, to listen on this one, you get you have a lot of choices. You have 23, 123 other choices, but we do appreciate. We know there's a lot of different. Um, alternatives for you to listen to, and this is uh, this is a great one. Catherine Ransom is the author of Ransom Notes, and uh, she is the host of Ransom Notes, uh, and both uh, video Ransom Notes and audio Ransom Notes, and her documentary is guess what, Ransom Notes, and we'll be letting you know real soon uh, where to see next week. We're going to be letting you know uh, where to uh, where to see that. We're going to blast it out and get all kinds of response and we want to hear your response back. Frank McKay here signing off. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes.